0: We're back! We're back! It's a distraction. I'm Drew. That's Roth. How you doing, Roth? Feeling good, man. Feeling extremely good. Did you have a a, a fun time to be out here doing the things that I do?
1: Did you uh, Did you have a happy Halloween? Did you dress
0: up? Yeah, of course. Uh, You know me. I mean, like you've met (laughs) me enough times. Of course, I dress up. We put a lot of work into it every year. When is the last time you, Drew? Come on, man.
1: I'm old and boring and sad. When's the last time you put on a costume for Halloween? Like, and I'm. I'm saying this because I don't have a good memory of the last time I put on – like, I think it might have been 20 years ago. Like, I, I don't have a good memory of it.
0: Oh, yeah. I have not done it as an adult or even come close. I think there were people – when I was in my 20s, I had friends that were into coming up with just, like, the dumbest possible costumes that they could. And so they'd be, like, like Mr. Potato Head, but he's in a taco shell. Or, like, you know, like, I'm an M&M, but I'm also a Viking. And, like, I never really did that. It seemed like a lot of work. Like, I was really concentrating on lying down for 16 hours a day at that point.
1: So it wasn't, like, the clever pun costume or anything like that? Like, I'm a dotted eye, and there's, like, a like you're, like, an eyeball with a dot on top of it. Oh, yeah, thankfully,
0: I I mean, whatever. Not to say that my friends at that age were not unbearable people. I want to underline that we were all super unbearable people, but not in that way. Like, we're not visual pun manifestations.
1: My wife, uh she she was like hey this is your mullet wig like yet like the other day and i was like i don't remember that but like at some point <laughs> at some point she you know for handing out trick or treat candy like pre-pandemic there we didn't hand it out this year but uh you're like, you like know, you open the door and you know the dad has on a mullet yeah. and you know like the Onion article said like the, the mom is dressed in the sort of funky witch costume and all that stuff so we had like so we had Apparently, one year I had a mullet and a like a a cut off flannel shirt, so I went as Larry the Cable Guy or some shit like that. I don't even know, but that like, actually sounds like I think
0: as dad costumes go, which is obviously a, a sliding scale. It's different from you know Mr. Potato Head, but also a Viking. Like you're not, you're. It's a minimum amount of effort. It sounds like just buying a mullet wig and knowing that you're going to dust it off one time a year. That's, that's actually a pretty savvy play.
1: Yeah, opinion. that's about that's about all I can hope for. But you know who makes a much bigger effort
2: at Halloween, is our guest Dan McQuaid. Hi, Dan McQuaid. There he is. Hey, what's up, guys? Thanks for having me. I'm good. I'm good. I just got back from the gym, so I am, like, full of, like, uh, endorphin rush. Jeez. And uh, I'm going to, you know, hopefully we'll talk about depressing things and it will bring me down a bit. You handed out
1: full-size candy bars at Halloween, Dan. I did. In a post I really enjoyed. And I always, like, I always marveled at the other houses in my hood, that gave out regular size candy bars. And I never thought, and this is incredibly selfish and thoughtless of me, I never thought to do it myself. And I feel I feel stupid now.
2: I should have been, I should have been the money house the whole time, Dan. Yeah, it was it was really cool. So when I was a kid, uh growing up in, in northeast Philly, there's this like section that just I grew up in like very far northeast Philly, and there's this section called Cressmont Farms, which is like where like judges and like other rich people who like have to live in the city live you know and it's kind of like an old neighborhood and we would always go there for trick-or-treating uh on halloween because they handed out big bars and i thought about that this year and i was like ooh. and then someone in our like neighborhood facebook group mentioned they were like oh the street that i live on that's that's the rich street they they have they have good candy and i was like all right i'm gonna i'm gonna do this up even more and i am going to hand out regular size bars. Um, I like waited too long to buy them. I ended up buying out the rest of the candy like at the target because uh, I bought it like the day before Halloween. I was right? gonna yeah. ask
0: if you went through one of your like McQuaid like su- networks of online people They're like, yeah, I got like a Nestle crunch plug. Like it's a guy He's in my uh, my sneaker
2: trading group. I did not. I did not think about that enough, but I really should have. Right. I, I like I should have just ordered it online in advance and like figured out like, oh, yeah, I got a guy for that. I got a. I got a guy for for big Kit Kats. Yeah, but I noticed this year is it seems I did. I did. uh, Go ahead. I did dress up this year. Um, I, for the second year in a row, was hype beast dick bavetta. Um, (laughs) I couple like last year, I was like at the Nike outlet and I found um, like a jacket they had made that I think was part of their like skateboarding line, but it's like the old ref, like the old like, you know, polyester vinyl uh, ref like jackets that they used to wear. Like the fake satin. Yeah. 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 Yeah, The fake satin. Uh, and, uh, and I talked to my, uh, my, my buddy, uh, coach Barney. Uh, he, his, his real name is Bobby and he coaches, uh, division three basketball. He gave me a ref shirt. So, um, yeah, that's really all I had to do. It was, you know, a pretty simple costume, uh, but I wore my, like, Fancy sneakers and like some like nice pants, uh, so that I was, you know, both a both an NBA ref and also, you know, a rich teenager.
1: Why? Uh, why does your friend Bobby go by Coach Barney? It's a Philadelphia because, thing. Don't worry about it.
2: Um, he was an assistant. Uh, uh, he was sorry. He was a student manager at St. Joe's when he was a student there, and uh, Phil Martelli called him Barney because he looks like. Barney Rubble. <laughs> um, I thought it would be oh, like
0: that's... in Friday Night Lights, where uh, where Coach Taylor calls uh, Landry Lance just because he can't remember his name. But yeah, it's still like the idea of looking at him and being like, "Who's this Barney Rubble looking?" And then just like that yeah. sticking—that's kind of a nightmare scenario. I'm, not, I'm not
2: positive that that Martelli was the one who started calling him that, but that's a that I that's probably who it was. Wow. Uh, yeah,
1: it's better. It's a better story if you have it. As Phil Martelly doing it instead of some... Right, it's not... If,
2: like, I mean, I guess it could have been, like, the people, like, you know, like, uh, Marvin O'Connor did it. You know? Yeah, you can it up and just
0: be like, yeah, you remember uh, Delonte West? He thought I looked like Barney Rubble.
1: Just uh, I'm gonna ask yeah, you, yeah, yeah. I want to ask you about your uh, Vegas trip, McQuaid, but before we do that, we actually, we have to put up the emergency podcast iron. do 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 because we got oh, let news me, just let me before slide this podcast. Fireman poll real quick. Just before this podcast started, we got news that uh, Aaron Rodgers will not be playing against the Chiefs this weekend because he tested positive for COVID. Because he is not vaccinated, and he said he was immunized. So he he either lied that he was jabbed, or or he cunningly got people to assume he was vaccinated by saying he was quote-unquote <laughs> immunized because he, eats he by was a lot like of fruit talking about
2: his flu shot or something yeah
1: because yeah, he because he drank like a, a celery juice with his fucking girlfriend or as our own barry pachsky noted he was probably hinting that he already had covid so he was immunized the way that a lot of uh anti-vaxxers who have had covid say they're immunized so Anyway, that's actually
2: uh, that's like I'm, I'm like kind of impressed that he came up with this way to to get around any questions for at least, you know, nine weeks or so. Uh, that's like, you know, I, I didn't you know, I mean, he isn't he is in a lot of commercials and, you know, he's got that, uh, he, you know, dates uh, famous people was on Jeopardy. So he is a little media savvy, but, you know, I'm 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 kind of impressed. I mean, not that it's, you know.
0: You don't see a lot of NFL players who are like, there's a lot of them who are evasive or who will straight up lie. Very few who are legalistic in the way that Rogers was. Where he was like, I've been immunized, and, but like won't say that you've been vaccinated because like that would be a lie, but are willing to find a way to dance around it and just be like, yeah, um, my natural immune system, because of the fact that I eat exclusively nightshades and sleep in a hyperbaric chamber and also have had COVID four times because I refuse to get <laughs> vaccinated. Right. Uh, therefore, I'm fine.
1: Yeah, I, want, I, I, you know, by the time this happens, or by the time this posts, he will probably have said something publicly about it, and I'm sure he will be extremely pissy and passive aggressive in the way only Aaron Rodgers can be. I, I don't
2: think I don't think he's going to have to say something public for a bit because yeah. now he's like got to be in his room by himself. <laughs> now he's in he danger to decide with say, not saying anything.
1: <laughs> I uh, I don't I I assume he'll be back in the lineup if not. Uh, Next week, then the week after, and then the Packers will, you know, do their usual thing where they go like fifteen and two and blow the NFC title game or something like that. But what for now, I, what if Jordan Love pulls fifteen and White two though.
2: the seventeen game season? I can't. Ugh, I hate still, I'm still not
1: used to it. I've I've gotten used to it already, and I'll 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 deal with it. I I do like the even numbers, particularly now because it's almost mid season and. You know, once a team has played eight games, I can say, "Oh, it's time for the halftime report." Even though, like, tons of media people jump the gun anyway. Even like, if you played seven games and you had your bye week, they consider it midseason. But I say, That's <laughs> yeah. and I don't care for it. So the real midseason is going to be like December first, but everyone's going to pretend that it's not. Anyway, the point being, uh, where does so you are impressed by this, Dan? And I, I, I have to say that it's a very, it's very on brand. Aaron Rodgers to have successfully hidden this away, with complicity from the Green Bay media, as our Kalen Kaler noted. They never asked him really all that pointedly about it, and uh, I, I'm, I don't know. I, you know what? I was gonna ask you something, but I'm just sort of like exulting in the fact that I'm not the only one who roots for an asshole quarterback who won't get fucking vaccinated. Hey, this is.
0: I guess I've never really seen this before. Like something. Funny and bad enough happening to the Packers that the Vikings part of Drew's brain has completely conquered. The part that <laughs> ordinarily forms sentences and words.
1: That's right. That's right. <laughs> That's <laughs> nothing. Completely nothing good to say. Sacked
0: by the Visigoths.
1: Also, uh, the Atlanta Braves won the World Series last night. But really, who gives a shit? Let's talk proud about. Of all of them. Yeah, let's talk about going to
2: Vegas, Dan. How did you do in Vegas, baby? Did you win some money? uh i won about like a hundred dollars i played poker like one night i planned to play more but i like did other stuff that's what i like doing at casinos um playing poker and i won maybe like 120 the one time i played poker um it was like world series of poker week i like watched a little bit of that at the rio that was fun um like live uh, week like yeah yeah, yeah. by world series poker week i mean like six weeks or whatever. It's, yeah. it's, it's actually very long. Um, yeah, it was like a game I didn't really understand. It was like, I don't know, Omaha High Low or something. And I was like, oh, I, I need to like look, like read this, how this game works on my phone. Um, but yeah, I played a little poker. I won uh, I won like $20 at the airport slot machine. Ooh. Um, nice but, but I lost like $50 on 50-50s at the Golden Knights game, at the at the Raiders game. And uh so, you know, but I did okay. What are but,
1: um, what are 50-50s? Do you just mean like a straight-up sports bet?
2: No, 50-50s, like like, uh, like like a 50-50 pool. Like you you give them 20 bucks and they give you like, you know, 50 numbers and then they pull a number at the end. Do you not know what a 50-50 is? No, my uh, my buddy Hauso never explained it to me when we conquered Vegas. Okay, so, so. a 50-50, it's, it's not really gambling, but I mean... It, it is. It kind of uh, sounds like gambling, actually. Yeah. <laughs> it is, it is, I mean, like, it's certainly gambling. You know, like, usually you see it at, like, I don't know, like, a high school reunion or, like, a church benefit. Um, but in the last couple of years, sports teams have definitely started doing them, like pro sports teams, you know. and like ones that aren't in Las afford... Vegas? Or just ones yeah, in
1: Las like, Vegas? Yeah, like, okay. yeah, the
2: Phillies have a 50-50. The Flyers have a 50-50. It's like, just, it's just you know, numbers like, running,
1: right? It's just like a yeah, media lottery, yeah, right? Yeah, basically, right.
2: yeah. Like, so, like, you, you buy, you know, you pay... F- five bucks and you get five numbers and then at the end they draw a number and somebody wins half the pot and the other that's the 50 50 50 50 the winner wins half the pot the 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 team keeps the rest of it it's actually better odds than the lottery in terms of like money one i believe um i mean any like, odds are better than the lottery yeah well yeah but like you know like you play the daily number and you win, you win like five hundred bucks, but there's one in a thousand possibilities of that, you know, three digit number. So
1: Right, right. Yeah. So you went to two games. You went to the UNLV game, which is at the Raiders Stadium, and you went I to I went to three games. Ooh, what was the third one? Was the third one the Raiders Eagles? To...
2: No, Raiders. I went to Raiders Eagles. Eagles. I went to UNLV San Jose State, and I went to the Vegas Golden Knights. Um which one was the best? Homerism uh, aside. I mean, pro football is my favorite sport, so the Eagles game was the best, even though they they got destroyed. UNLV was the only one who would credential me. Um the 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 NFL said no, they didn't have enough space. There was plenty of space in the press box. Um, yeah, I believe it. And uh the the Golden Knights did not even respond. Yeah, so, like at least the the I and like honestly, I you know, like so so hockey is now past the please like our sport thing i was gonna say
0: like of all the things that could happen like if you're toting up the most embarrassing thing that happened to you after a week in las vegas i would say getting big timed by an nhl expansion team like that's a tough one to wear but they definitely i like i i
2: contacted like i contacted a hockey reporter i did not know and was like hey like we like follow each other on twitter and i was like hey you know do you happen to have the Golden Knights thing? The person I emailed didn't respond, and I'm guessing it's just like an old, like you know, note. So, and she was like, "Oh, let me ask," and she she found the name, and then I emailed this person, and I was like, "All right, this is going to get me a credential." No, no, no response. <laughs> they're no ordinary
1: um, expansion team, though, because yes,
2: they're
0: good, but it's still like, come on, man.
2: But also, eh, their offense, their their offense was was rough in the game in the yep. game I saw. Vegas, the the Golden Knights, there's. There's a lot of things. There was a lot of things going on. Um, They have like, I'm not sure, like seven teams of babes who dance like during (laughs) during the game. One of which was like this things, you know, like the I'm sure there's a term for them, but I don't know. Those like flamingo casino women who like wear the big feathers like on their head and like like classic uh, showgirls. Yeah, 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 like classic Vegas showgirls. Right. Oh, yeah. That is the term showgirl. Right, um, the the movie Showgirls
1: uh, sort of ruined the, the actual meaning yeah, of Showgirl, yeah, yeah.
2: right? Uh, <laughs> it's
0: like, oh, you mean
1: Gina Gershon.
0: You're yeah, Gina yeah.
2: Gershon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, come on, you know, Jesse Spano, Showgirls. <laughs> um, so, and they dance to a song, like, I thought, you know how, like, sometimes, like, a basketball team will have a dance team, and it's like, old people or fat people, yeah. and it's like, ha, 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 look at these people. I thought this was like a gag showgirl thing. They danced to, uh, they were all wearing like weird masks. They danced to a song from Austin Powers three. And it was like some of the worst dancing I've ever seen. And I'm like a terrible dancer. Really? No rhythm. So it was so strange. Like, I don't know if this is the show at the Flamingo. I guess I should have gone to try to say it and be like, just to try to understand it. Cause I'm still thinking about it. I like took a video. I'll post it on my Twitter when this, when this runs. to to just be like
0: what what are up with these did you wind up going to see like just a big ticket artist doing musical residency did you actually go to the like gwen stefani no so
2: i was gonna go i wanted to i saw posters for sting and my mom's like favorite band was the police when 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 i was a kid and we we saw the police on their big uh Best Buy tour. That's, who, that's who. It was like the police with a big, giant lo- corporate logo behind them. That's was, it, was it
1: really? Did they really have a Best <laughs> yeah, yeah, Buy yeah.
2: logo behind them when they performed? Yeah, yeah, oh, my yeah. fucking It was God. amazing. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, it was like very, you know. Yeah. Were they um, good? And so, yeah, yeah, I enjoyed them. Yeah, they played everything I liked except for uh, Spirits in the Material World. I don't think I heard that. So, anyway, so I was going to go see Sting, but then it was the next week. I, like, screwed up. And then I was going to go see Gwen Stefani, who has a residency right now. Um, and I actually bought tickets, but then I went to the Hoover Dam that day and I was like too tired. And so I sold my tickets uh, instantly. I made $5 on that. On that hey, hey, always it's a classic, classic damn equation. You, you,
1: you flipped a fungible token for a flipped profit to win. That is the next frontier. To, to flip fungible things. That's the whole I'm sorry you fungible. didn't get to see um, one. I've
0: always been curious about those. Where they, like, just an artist who's had a great deal of success just goes to Las Vegas and plays the same show five nights a week for $30 million a year. Like, it seems like a weird way to live, although, honestly, you get, if you stack it up against blogging, it looks kind of smart.
1: I bet it, it's a good absolutely. show. I
0: bet because, it is a good show. Because I've can, been sort of curious. Like, how good is it? How rote is it? Like...
2: Well, the one thing right. is that... I, oh, sorry, go ahead, Dan. I like, right. Like I really should have gone to like write it up or, or whatever, but I turned enough of my trip into work anyway. Um, yeah. So, uh, but, um, but like, yeah, I did see a man named uh, big Elvis who is a fat Elvis impersonator. Um, and he played like one of those casinos. That's just one of those bars. That's just like in the middle of the casino. So I did see, like, I felt I did. Feel like I saw some sort of Vegasy thing. I think what's funny is the new Elvis, in terms of like impersonators all over, is Michael Jackson. Like there are like four Michael Jackson shows in in Las Vegas right now. That's a um, lot of of Michael Jacksons, (laughs) including ones that have like go through the years, and so like they have kids doing Jackson Five stuff, and then they have like adult Michael. Mm. Uh, That would be like a Disneyland like exhibit. I don't know if I. Oh, it does. Yeah, like. The Hall of Presidents, the Hall of, of Jacksons. I right. actually,
1: I, I read about, I, I can't remember which artist it was, maybe it was Britney Spears, but it was, um, you know, they were explaining how residencies, since you don't have to travel, you don't have to break down the stage and, you know, travel from city to city with it in 90 tur- tour buses or anything like that, they can do more shit. On the stage, right? Because it's there permanently. The other thing is that the artist is happy, right? The artist didn't just sleep in a fucking van overnight, <laughs> yeah. right? And they like they were they were able to go home and come back. And so I assume that the shows, the residency shows, are actually pretty good. I mean, you're going to be surrounded by eighty seven year old people who just spent all day eye banging a slot machine, but still, I, I would go to one of those shows. I wouldn't go to Gwen Stefani because I never liked her music, but I'd go see Sting. I in fact, like I, the rules go out the window. This was like, I mean, knowing
0: what I know about Dan's taste in music, the idea that he was like, I'm excited to see Sting, and then <laughs> I'm excited to see Gwen Stefani. Not sentences I'd imagine that you would have said very much if you had been in a different city. Not that we're trying to do native advertising for the city of Las Vegas, which I personally don't care <laughs> for very much. But it does seem like the it's a different experience. Like, you're not going to that with the same goal in mind that you would go see a band that you like, you're going to it because it's, you know, you know who Gwen Stefani is and she's had 10 number one hits and she's going to play all of them like probably in a row. And that's just the thing you would the, do there that you might not do elsewhere.
2: The tickets were also like $40. Like they were way oh, wow. cheaper than I expected. Oh and like, yeah. I think, I think, I think sting would have cost me like 70, like, which is, you know, when a show comes around to your city, I feel like, I mean, now I'm at the now I'm at the age where like, oh, if I want to go see a band I liked in high school, it's like hundred dollars, yeah. you know, or two hundred dollars because they're all touring know, um,
0: like the twentieth anniversary of some record that's really important to you. You're like, well, I, I do want to hear Kid A in order. Do I want to pay hundred and twenty-five
1: dollars for that?
2: Well, example? also, I most, once saw.
1: Oh, sorry. Most of those shows are also, um, they're the, most of the tickets are comped, right? So when they're not comping the tickets, they, they're going to charge you two hundred dollars for like a retrospective Cirque du show about the monkeys. You know what I mean? Like it's going to, they're going to charge you 250 bucks for that because they're taking a loss to to comp the big high rollers and all that. Well,
2: shit. No, but no, but my tickets to the shows were not expensive or my ticket to the show, which I then flipped, was not expensive. That's why I'm surprised. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's a weird, it was, uh I don't know. It was busy in Vegas that week too, because there was like an electronic dance music festival, um, World Series of Poker was going on. Obviously, the Raiders were home that weekend. So, you know, there were lots of Eagles fans there. Um, yeah, what was the know.
0: the breakdown like at that game? Because I know when Dom went to a Chargers game back at the old site, it was like 75-25 visiting fans. Yeah, so that was
2: when clear. the Chargers were playing in the soccer stadium. Yeah, and like so, Carson. Um, so I would say like maybe like 65 Raiders fans, 35 Eagles fans. Um, okay, that's respectful. I, I asked if it was the biggest. And it got different answers. Some people told me there were more Bears fans there. Um, but someone else told me that there were fewer Bears fans. But since they were winning, since the, the Bears beat the Raiders in Vegas um, this year, the, some, someone told me that, like, oh, the Bears, there weren't as many Bears fans, but they were louder and getting into fights with each other. Um <laughs> which you would think it would be Eagles fans. I was going to say, like that, I
0: was sort of just waiting. Like that's an observation that somebody had to make. Like
2: but losing. As yeah, you are from Philadelphia
0: you know. and our guest, it's for you to point out that two guys in Fletcher Cox jerseys punching each other would seem to be, uh, you know, an Eagles cultural heritage that they would bring with them to every game that they uh visit.
2: There were a lot of good bootleg jerseys that were like really bad at the game that I was at. Like I saw like, an Eagles jersey that appeared to be an authentic LaShawn McCoy, Jacksonville Jaguars jersey, because, like, that was the color. <laughs> um, But I did see, I saw a couple in jerseys that were, they were, like, they had, like, the Reebok on the side, and they were, like, fading, and it was Irving Fryer and Ricky Wooders. Uh,
1: awesome.
2: Uh, Ricky Wooders! I like you to say that. Was, yeah,
1: I, I got you there. That was yeah, he, um, great.
2: He, he, cha- he had to change his name pronunciation when he, uh, when he signed here, <laughs> that's, Sorry, right. that's right, buddy. He was
0: sued
1: by Rita's Wooter Ices
0: for coming. <laughs> <100
1: laughs> <laughs> let's take a break and come back and do the fun bag and all that shit. We're back. Let's do. Let's do. Let's remember a guy, Dan McQuay. Do you want to remember a
2: guy with us? Of course, of course. I'm always that's up good. for remembering someone.
1: That's good because I was too lazy to think of a dead or canceled subject for the week anyway. So we're not going to play that. Your guy of the what? week, former Eagles linebacker Jeremiah Trotter. Remember that guy, Dan? Of course
2: I do. Uh, Jeremiah Trotter, the Axe Man. Um, he is like he is a player who my mom owns a jersey of. Wow. Um, I believe the only other players she owns jersey of's, jerseys of are Jimmy Rollins and Allen Iverson. Um, that so, is inner really? circle
0: Philly royalty. I think there.
2: she's in her, you know, like he's in her, he's in her like top three Philly athletes, uh, ever. That's a, That's elite um, company. Like that, yeah. that's no joke. Yeah. I
0: was hoping you'd be like, yeah, my mom also has like a Carell Buckhalter Jersey. She's got like, a, <laughs> she has like a Zach hurts
1: color rush thing that, uh, she has, I don't know why she a, got she has
2: a Clayton Thorson Jersey. She was really happy <laughs> when they drafted him.
1: I thought Clayton Thorson was really good in college. I was like, that young man, he's going places. (laughs) Can we we talk about
2: my, like, every time I hear Clayton, every time I say Clayton Thorson's name, which is not that often, um, I think of this thing that Florio wrote when he was, when he was, like, on the, you know, training camp, his one training camp with the Eagles before they cut him. And it was like, it was like, Clayton Thorson may not have, may, Chronicle thoughts of Thurston Hall the third, but they are very different. And it's like what their name—they have what a what, what is this? It's like the strangest lead I've ever read. From yeah, a and Dan's a, and I have read the strangest sports. I was going to say,
0: like as a connoisseur of this, like just knowing Dan as as somebody who edits him, that like you'll get leads from sometimes just i feel like you're on newspapers.com just like reading local papers from the middle of the united states in the 1950s searching for mm-hmm. someone to do like antique wordplay certainly clayton thorston Thur- thurston howell the 3rd is one of those things where it's like they may have two syllables in common in their name but uh, that's about where it ends like the idea is
2: it's your opener and it's also a classic sports writer thing of like referencing something that you know is Fifty years ago i mean you know not that people don't still know gilligan's island but like yeah that's an old show
1: i don't know that my kids know what the fuck gilligan's island is by the way i I guess is
2: it's it's, it is in reruns but it's on reruns on like you know antenna tv like you know yeah you know channel 10.4
1: yeah uh i found the lead by the way the lead uh florio writes for those of a certain age the name clayton thorson May spark memories of Thurston Howell, but the two men could be no different, especially since the latter is fictional and the former is Great. real. <laughs> Incredible! Wow! Well,
2: also, like, well, well, they, they, they could be no different. No, like, I mean, they're like, they're both humans, even though one's a character. Like, they, like, they could be like, if he had compared her to Miss, compared Thurston to Mrs. How, they'd be more different. I like
0: the idea of him following that through the article, like him being like Thurston Howell, wealthy, marooned on an island. It's very different than Clayton Thorson, who's just starting out and is marooned in the third spot on
1: the quarterback depth chart. <laughs> I do, I do have to. I do have to catch myself sometimes dating myself because I'm 45, so I'm gonna like mention old people shit. So like, if I'm gonna like, if I'm gonna mention like Seinfeld, like in something. I better have a really good fucking reason. Otherwise, it's just. I may as well just slap Boomer on my fucking chest. Contemporary references
0: to me are the riskier move because a lot of, you know, making a reference to something that people are joking about on Twitter that day in a blog, like three months from now, it's incomprehensible. Like, I have to check myself on that much more than I do on old guy shit, I think.
2: Right. Like, if you're like, you know, like. Mr. Bean may remind you of Bean Dad. You know, why Why would you be, you know, <laughs> yeah. writing about Mr. Bean? But who knows? Right. Uh, it's the Bean Dad part
1: that disappears first,
0: which is
2: yeah, complicated.
1: Yeah, yeah. Or in my in my case, it's Bean like it, it would be parts of culture that I have not – that I am familiar with but don't actually, like, have ne- actually consumed. Like if I'm going to reference, like, you on Netflix or something like that, I've never watched it. So I'm not going to, like – it's gonna come off clunky if I try to do the how do you do fellow teens yeah. thing and mention some shit that they watch that I know about but have not actually watched this myself. is what I think is good about the about
0: remembering guys as a lifestyle and a and a life pursuit, but then also the way that we use it in here is that it's it's a safe space for a dumb reference that everybody that's involved is going to understand. Which it it takes some of the risk and some of the uh you know possible pitfalls shame wise out
1: of the equation it's just
0: just three guys getting together talking about jeremiah trotter i think it's very wholesome actually
1: also jeremiah trotter and correct me if i'm wrong dan i i believe the eagles did not re-sign him one year he went to washington out of spite and then washington cut him for underperforming and then he went back to philly do i have
2: that correct that that is correct and then they went to the super bowl that's right yeah it was like a great story that he came back and he like you know he did the very you know like um he did the oh i've been humbled i need to earn my spot back you know like he said said the said the quote right things um i'm hungry now you know know, even though like i would have been just as fine if he had been like yeah well i suck shit in washington uh (laughs) but i was good here so i'm gonna be good again you know like that and I wonder if it would have gone better
0: if he was just like, yeah, I just stole $10 million from Dan Snyder, and now I'm back. To- oh, wow. Well, <laughs> you
2: know, like- Eagles fans would have thrown him a parade. Yeah, right.
1: <laughs> Let's open up the fun bag. This is from John. Uh, he's got a dirty question, Dan McQuaid. He says, okay, so Jock Peterson has been making this year's baseball players and their quirky tradition splash with his pearl necklace. But come on. We all know what this is about. These are baseball players. They are dirt bags." Will anyone in the grown-up media maybe stop winking and nodding at this? Do you think that Jock Peterson's pearl necklace is a sex gag, Dan? Because I think it is. I There's you no know, reason why it wouldn't be.
2: So, I mean, you know, I first thought maybe, but as you were reading this question, I was just thinking about it was a decade ago because it was the last time the Phillies were in the playoffs. The year they won 102 games and then got bounced right away. Um, the They all wore these... I can't even remember what they were called, but I called them magic sports necklaces. The
0: fighting. They were these sort of like fighting rings.
2: Oh, yes, I remember and it was that like shit. Supposed to make you better at sports. You know, it kind of reminded me of um when the Q Ray bracelet was a thing in yeah. like the early two thousands. You know, and it's just some sort of nonsense thing that doesn't do anything. And I assume the Phillies were like paid, you know, Phillies players were like paid to wear them or or whatever. But like they all had them on and it was like, oh yeah, this thing is supposed to make you better at sports. Then they lost in the first round, so it didn't. And and like it's it's like if that's a thing, the pearl necklace could be like, oh, this really, you know, it improves your 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 RBIs by three on the season. Um, you know, if you just wear the pearl necklace, you know, it could be anything because, you know, baseball players are superstitious and, you know, I, like obviously the magic sports necklace didn't do anything. If it did, people would still be wearing it. Um, but even as someone who doesn't believe in that and many similar things, I suppose I can see getting into it. Cause you know, it's like, Oh, you're making a run through the playoffs. You, you just got to do your, you know, I put on my, my proper, you know, lucky shirt when I'm watching a big game. Um, so it could really be anything if the magic sports necklaces were a thing. Yeah, like I'm it sure there's be... generous
0: though. I'm sure there's a gross sex element to it, but I agree that 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 probably isn't <laughs> yeah.
2: all there is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's actually both. It's both uh yeah. Oh like, god, no, I have This is the baseball really player
0: difference: is that it can be like just not even horny, but just like. Sex stuff in the way that like eighth graders understand it, where they're like, "Dude, penis goes inside," like just like <laughs> like dummy brain. <laughs> but also, it can be like a weird superstition with its own, you know, super thrown together lore that is deeply treasured and believed by everyone. Involved. Well,
1: that's that's what happens. It starts off as a dumb sex joke, and like, hey, I'm wearing a piece of ladies' jewelry, ha ha ha. And then, like, they win a game, and they're like, oh but the necklace has powers now. And then they start to take it seriously because they're fucking stupid. Yeah. I feel like Peterson in general,
0: like we didn't talk too much about the World Series. We don't need to talk too much about the World Series. I find him very likable and I liked a lot of players on the Braves, but Peterson's like abrupt uh, brand flip from like normal baseball guy to someone that uh, (laughs) um, Craig from baseball perspectives kept saying dressed like a British rapper named Manzi Like he was just dressed, just like showed up at games wearing weird pajamas and like a sweatshirt with an anime cat on it. Like fucking a man, more baseball players should do that. Pearl necklace, I do not pearl necklace
2: I do love when athletes suddenly are like, oh, I got to start dressing nicer or more interesting or something. Like you know, there's those old photos of like of like uh Leo Messi where he's like in like a. Like like a button front shirt that looks like he's like a character from Tekken because he hasn't watched it yet. Yeah, and, <laughs> the uh, lines, the and crisp, yeah, 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 lines. with the lines in it, and then you know with like a bunch of other you know star soccer players who are all dressed like fancy. And now Leo Messi dresses all fancy because he like probably saw that photo and was like, oh shit, um, you know. Also, Roth Ross- in in Spanish, yeah, whatever, yeah, whatever. Oh shit is in Spanish. Also, Roth, I'm, I'm going to you
1: know. borrow your your baseball memory here, but wasn't Jock, the pitcher? Didn't he pitch for the Yankees against Cleveland in that one playoff game where, like, 50 million billion flies descended on the Cleveland stadium? Jabba, Chamberlain. That was Jabba, Chamberlain. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Jabba was was a different
0: dude. I I wish that he had had a longer career because he was authentic. Like, if we're talking about, like, baseball dirtbags, like, he just authentically was at that time. Like, you could find three or four Identical versions of Jabba Chamberlain in any bar that you went into in like Lower Manhattan, just like kind of a, a dirty looking guy drinking Pilsner or Kell. And uh, I, I feel like, th- whatever, more of that, please. Like more I'm Josh Peterson too, but just oh, yeah. mix it up a little bit.
1: Let's remember some flies. <laughs> <laughs> Dave writes in Dan. He says for for the uh, twenty eighteen and twenty nineteen seasons, the success rate on the success rate on two point conversion attempts was 49.4 percent the success rate on PAT attempts was 94.1 percent put another way the average number of points from a two-point try was 9.988 points and the average number of points from a PAT was 0.941 points this means that statistically it is a better strategy for an average team to always go for two so why don't they
2: uh, I actually, so I'm glad he explained the put another way because at first he was, it was like 49.4% versus 94.1%. And I was like, okay, well, which one's better? Like, yeah. I don't which one right. gets you more points? So, he one did number's bigger. Um, so <laughs> the idea, uh, the, why they don't always go for two is because if you, if you miss it you could get in trouble with your owner or GM or whatever, you know, like you need, you would need front office buy-in to do this. So let me, let me, so like in 2003, I was, uh, I was 20 years old and I wrote a story for the Philadelphia daily news during the August lull where I played a really, really good Madden player. Um, He actually won the Madden world title. The next like, the the follow, like the next world championship was um, he nice or was he
1: totally insufferable
2: yeah he was nice um, oh, david wow. saitchik sandman was his name so i played Ooh. him in madden for a story and i lost 105 to 6 <laughs> hey you scored um, yeah i scored and nice. he like did you kicked two game, field
0: goals or did you miss an no, extra
2: no i i scored 50 i scored down 56 nothing And then went for two, you know, in case I came back.
0: Yeah, right, Um, of
2: course. (laughs) But, so I'm not sure how he ended up with 105. Maybe he kicked an extra point at the end, or maybe, uh, I'm not sure. But he was going for it on fourth down, and going for two, like, all the time. And, you know, he explained to me that, well, I've played a ton of Madden, and uh, these are, like, the higher percentage things to do, right? You're more likely to win if you always go for it on fourth, if you always always go for two and from that point on i thought like one this dude was like you know later the world champion so i trust him i believe he's he's correct and i think you know we've seen some of that in in regular football now um but and so i always thought like oh so when like dudes who grew up playing madden become coaches they're gonna start doing this thing because they'll know like how this works but it doesn't always work that way just because there are, you know, a lot of old people who are your bosses and may have, you know, different things. And you kick an extra point after uh after a touchdown for you know 90 years of of, of the NFL. And so it takes a really long time to sort of change that. Obviously, there there weren't two-point conversions for much of, of of NFL history. So so you know, but that's another thing. Like the extra point is what you do after. Yeah. The touchdown. I think and that's so it's very hard be to get answer. people to like change. Yeah. In their, in their ways, even if it's, you know, because all that happens is one team, all that needs to happen is one team goes for two all the time and then like loses a game by a point, you know, loses, you know, 28, 26. And if they had just, you know, kicked all extra points, well, it would have gone to overtime or something, you know, and even though, well, yeah, there, are, but there would be other instances of teams going for two and winning, you know, it's the, It's the stuff that are the losses that sort of people focus on. Um, So, yeah, this is the media's fault. No,
0: (laughs) (laughs) I do think, though, it's like for most NFL teams that like, I mean, there's whole organizations. I don't want to bring this back to the Giants that are built around doing things in this kind of like antique uptight way, strictly because of the fact that that's always how these things have been done and whether it works or not is less important than the fact that, you know, whatever, you're the Giants. That means you like run on first down like run on second down attempt to pass short of the first down marker on third down and then punt politely because that's what's done
2: please talk about the giants as much as you want they've been very entertaining to me despite like winning two super bowls in that time the eagles are like like have just like destroyed the giants since like 2000 like regularly they 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 beat them and so, you know, now I really like the Giants because, like, the Eagles usually beat them. I have lots mm. of Giants fans, friends I can make fun of, you know. When those teams play um,
0: this year, it is going to be an absolute delight. It's going to be... Oh,
2: like, it's going to be so good because of what happened last year. Yeah, um, yep. oh, man. But also,
0: they're, just, they're both really bad teams. So it's just going to be, like, two blindfolded guys trying to have a machete fight. Like, it's, it's going to be miserable football.
1: The other thing, there's there's two things. One is that I remember distinctly, and I think it was two or three years ago, Mike Tomlin, for like the first few games of the season, went for two a lot, like more than any coach has ever done it. And then he suddenly stopped. And maybe that is because, like, so enough of them failed that someone said to him in the front office, hey, stop doing that, or whatever. But we're watching right now, this season, teams are going out on fourth, are going for it on fourth more than they ever have. And it like, the and the booths are not, pissing and whining about it. They're not like, oh, I don't think that's a good idea. Like they like it's more commonplace now to go for it on fourth down, particularly when you're in the gray zone, like, you know, right between, you know, their 40 and midfield and stuff like that. So I can see it becoming a thing. I just think there has to be a few coaches who sort of together make the step and then defend it in the press conference afterward. I think it can happen and now I am frustrated that it has not happened yeah. already. Although the point it. you make about the fourth
0: down thing, I think see, that argues for it eventually happening. It's just that teams don't want to do anything until it's normal. And then once it's normal, they all want to do it. But like once yeah. that, that we cross that Rubicon, then yeah, then it's something that we'll see more of.
2: Yeah, like it takes one team to run the Wildcat, and then every team wants to do it. But I but I, I think it's interesting, Drew. You're right. Like announcers aren't whining about it as much this year, which it baffled me you know, the Eagles won the Super Bowl with a guy who people in the NFL considered like the dumbest man on the planet. Like <laughs> <By, laughs> going for it on fourth down a ton. Like they went for it on fourth down a ton that year. All, most of them happened to work out. A uh, guy, an uh, uh, Eagles beat writer I know named Jimmy Kemski does like an analysis of fourth downs every year. And like that year, it was like, I think like only once the Eagles went for it on fourth down and it ended up like, you know, really hurting them in the game or something. And, and so, but then the next year when like Doug Peterson, who had just won the Super Bowl, would go for it on fourth again, announcers would be like, oh, ho, ho I don't know about this here. You know, so it, it takes a couple of years to even get people to be like, oh, maybe going for it is okay. But when I was in Vegas, the Eagles went for it on their own fourth, on their own, own like 30 yard line on like fourth and inches. And they got it because it was just like Jalen Hurts could just like fall forward. And yeah. And, yeah. and the and the Eagles fan next to me was like, "That was a terrible decision. You just like it because they made it." <laughs> I was like, "No, I was saying. I said beforehand it was a good decision. The Eagles are going to get killed, and they did. And the only way they have a shot to win is by doing things like this. You know,
1: it has to be a bulletproof coach that starts it. You know, like John Harbaugh goes for it a shitload because he's John Harbaugh. He's won a Super Bowl. You know, he's probably not going to get fired anytime soon, so he can he can take those risks." I love um, the idea that it's get that the fourth down movement
0: was slowed by being associated with <laughs> poor Saul, <laughs> Doug Peterson. Everybody's like, oh, you're going to do
1: the Doug Peterson thing? Is that
2: really it, how you It probably this? was, yeah. yeah. Oh, my <laughs> goodness.
1: I mean, it used to be taboo, like when I was growing up in the 80s, if you kicked a field goal and the other team got penalized and you got first down out of it, the oh, announcers nice. used to say, oh, you don't take points off the board. Like they used Absolutely. to say that.
2: Yeah, Nobody- I remember that.
1: Nobody takes the points uh, anymore. Nobody's ever gonna fucking do that. They're gonna be like, "Wow, we got a thirty-seven yard field goal. Those don't grow on trees. We better, <laughs> we better pocket that shit." Like they know now. Uh, let's uh, let's go to Victor. He writes in, Dan. What is the most common phrase football fans say during a game that isn't a complaint? I'll nominate free play. I was at a game the other day, and me and a guy behind me said free play to no one in particular <laughs> immediately after a D-lineman jumped off sides and the side judge threw his flag 100 feet into the air. It's irresistible. I, do, I say free play to the television, too. Dan, what do you say that is utterly innocuous to the television during a football game?
2: there aren't as many free plays as they used to be, as yeah. there used to be. Right. Cause they, they like blow offsides dead more, right, more likely now. Yeah. Or there's like, if the, you are like, if you're unabated to the quarterback, they will blow the whistle. Yeah. And they're like, they're, they're didn't use, you know, like teams didn't used to, Oh, the defender jumps over the line, the offensive lineman moves. I, I think the rules actually changed on that. That like, you know, like teams now stop, you know, like whatever, I'm not answering the question. Let's just move on. Um, <laughs> You can so, uh What do I, I say? Definitely. So I I'm, I'm trying to think the only thing like the things that I the thing that I say most often watching a game is is are you kidding me? Uh and that is not positive. That is definitely the thing I say most of all during a game all the time to a play, to a call, to something an announcer says, to a commercial, whatever. I say are you kidding me or you got to be kidding me all the time. Um I think I got it off the old Sixers uh, announcer. You uh, said said, "Are you kidding me?" Um, that that not. I'm sorry. He's still the Sixer announcer, the radio guy. Says I will call. Says, uh,
1: I will call penalties before they're called. Like you know, like you know when it's uh, yeah, a holding. holding call, right? Holding. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I say I say holding. And the other thing I do is when the quarterback is in the shotgun and there's motion. I Automatically, know It's an inside handoff, and so I say inside handoff before really it happens. That's,
0: see, that's a next level of dad watching too. Because are you watching with your kids, or are you just watching by
1: yourself? I'll do it. I'll do it by myself, but I'll also do it with the kids around so that they can see me pulling a Tony Romo and predicting the play before it happens. Like, it's, yeah, see that you can tell.
2: You can tell if there was that handoff.
1: angle to it because that For, makes sense to me.
2: Totally. This isn't necessarily like this is like slightly negative, but I will say a lot something like. Like need like I'm am, I am not a dad, but I have a lot of dad phrases like need need seven here, need a turnover here. You yeah, know. oh yeah. <laughs> um yeah. But so one my favorite sports, my favorite football thing like that is um. So actually, at Allegiant Stadium, one of the things that was really weird, oh, I can't believe it's had the sponsor. Let me yeah. start over. It's at fun, the Raiders nice. Stadium, um, <laughs> they the the video boards were actually not that good. I was like a little like disappointed. Like it was like hard oh, really? to read like the stats on them. Like the the design was bad. Like I'm sure they were quality like LED boards or whatever, but like the design of the the graphics that they used was bad, but and it was also full of nonsense information. One of the things was it would be like defense and it would have like, you know, interceptions, fumble recoveries, safeties. Like <laughs> If there's a safety in the game, I'm going to fucking remember it. I yeah. don't need to look up at the board and be like, "Oh, how many safeties were there today? Um, like they, they could have used that space for something better. But what I really, really like about safeties is that whenever someone gets tackled in the end zone, the, the the defensive player who tackles them and maybe the whole defense will do the safety yes, symbol the with gest- i do it over their head yeah. which is yeah i do it too which is really funny because it's just like like it's kind of silly looking and you <laughs> only have like and they don't happen often so it's not like like okay yeah touchdown might be kind of silly looking too but you see it a lot so it's so it's not like a thing but like the safety thing i think uh, one time a guy on the eagles i forget who it was got a safety and he just put up like two fingers like number two i was like no 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 you gotta do yeah. the symbol like man do you know yeah, you got... follow
0: the sport like you gotta do the rock <laughs> gesture above your head right now like
1: yeah then you get the safety and everyone turns into a village person that's what you have to do yeah. like I, any, any do of the
0: anytime there's a penalty and everyone on the field starts doing the signal for the penalty that is a win to me like just love it
2: oh or when the play oh one thing i've noticed this year is that because teams are going for it on fourth down more, you know, the, the the defenders on third down, you make a third down stop, you put your fist up, right? Fourth down, like the ref does. Mm-hmm. I've seen defenders after a stop on fourth down, put their fist up like for the fourth down thing. It's like, no, 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 you got a point. You got to point the other way. You, yeah. You, like, because teams are going for a fourth, the players aren't ha- don't quite have it yet. I think they will, they will get to it. And I, won't, play, I will I, do the right thing. Hand gestures.
0: One, one thing I want to give Dan credit for here is that the touchdown gesture is a little silly. It's still cool. The thing that happens on goal line plays where one of the line judges signals a touchdown and then runs towards the pile of people <laughs> in the middle of the field, That I want to get to a place where I'm visually enjoying the image of a middle-aged man running forward as fast as he can with his arms up in the air and his hands held over his head because that is something that you will never see in real life. <laughs> And it's objectively a very funny thing, and I want to be able <laughs> like, to enjoy it.
2: Like, imagine if you saw that dude on the street in his, like, corporate lawyer job, and he had right. his hands up. And, and was he's like running, running for the bus the like
1: that, like, oh, Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But It's also funnier when they don't have their hands up yet, and they're running over to the pile, because they'll be like, well, why don't I just untangle this mess of bodies and listen to all the players complain to me, and then I'll be able to figure out for certain whether or not it was a touchdown and- you're like,
0: all that's, I've been more annoyed by that as an older person. The idea of being like one chain link short on like a, you know, whatever, a third down thing. And I'm like, oh, because your scientific measurement of being like a cardiologist who's standing 20 yards away squinting at this.
2: Yeah, like spotting the ball is so subjective. And then we get this big chain to measure. Yeah. Like as if we, yeah. I, I always get angry when the refs don't. Decide right away who recovered the fumble. Like, yeah. I want them to decide right away. Like, waiting a minute is not going to make it easier. It's going to make it harder. <laughs> I
1: I I agree. Also, uh, I'm, I have to wrap up the show, but uh, there is evidence that refs will just give you a first down so they don't have to deal with a lot of bullshit. Like they've they will cheat. They cheat spots and they will they'll give you like half a yard sometimes that you didn't ask for. And there's proof of it, and I can prove it. And I have before in blog form, but I'm not going to do that now because the show's over. There you go. Brandon Nix and Corinne Wallace are our producers. (laughs) Daisy Rosario is our executive producer, and our theme song is by Kirk Hamilton. You can listen to ad-free episodes of The Distraction only on Stitcher Premium. Thanks to us, you can get a free month of Stitcher Premium right now. Just go to stitcherpremium.com and use the promo code DISTRACT. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe, wherever it is that you listen. And go subscribe to Defector.com, too while you're at it. Dan McQuaid, thanks for joining us once again Will you come back.
2: I will. Thanks for having me. I also have uh Stitcher Premium. Not to listen to you guys, but no, it's fine. Uh, There's a lot of other
1: to.
0: podcasts on there. There's some really good ones. We're on there too. Well
1: we'll see you guys next week. Yeah. Bye. Bye.
2: BS. BS.